0: We give glory and honor to God for granting us this opportunity to share with you. This is Adventist Soul Radio, the voice of hope. Welcome, my dear listener, to this promising session of the New Life program. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangin. Sister Lydia Cheng is on standby with the Family Life segment. Today, she'll be talking about good marriages don't just happen. Pastor Stanton Witherspoon will also be joining us during the Bible session to talk about Watching with Jesus, Ziwani Church Choir will start us off with the song, Amkandugu, Usilale.
1: Na subuhi ya faari Na subuhi ilionjema Kutakumona jumawi guni Yesu mkombozi wetu Nia mfande wa amari Na situtansi kuminebe Na subuhi ya faari Na subuhi ilionjema Kutakumona jumawi guni Yesu mkombozi wetu Ti ang farme wa amari na situ jam si fumilele. Itrapoli, oh, wana I touch you, I'm wote little na But the Watapa world is na tiny candle, a tiny light. What about when I touch you, baby? At the foot of my desire, oh, you are my power, my the Pomona wetu, me on wetu, Itakafo hukumiwa Wate ule watakapo chujo mzangu Itakuwaje kwetu rafiki Tunguza matendo yako sasa Bado kuna nafasi Yasuburi uh-huh. suburi ya faari uh-huh. Asuburi uh-huh. ilionjema Chita uh-huh. pomona jumawiguni uh-huh. Yesu mkombozi wetu uh-huh. Ia mfarme wa hamari me, Lele, in a
0: This is Adventist Soul Radio, the voice of hope. It is now time for the family of segment. Join me as I welcome Sister Lydia Karibu.
2: Hello dear listener, welcome to today's Family Life program. Today's topic is, Good Marriages Don't Just Happen. Let us pray. Lord, thank you so much for this day. We pray that you may guide us in our marriages and help us to build good marriages that are pleasing before your eyes. We pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. Every day of marriage is a new adventure in which God is trying to teach us something. God doesn't necessarily want it to be easy. If we are one with another, then we'll be able to hear what God is saying to us and learn together. We sometimes forget in the everydayness of life that God cares more about our character than he does about our comfort. And because of this, after marrying, we will find areas of our lives together where God will be working to teach us what it means to love someone sacrificially. Our marriages are to be visible pictures of Christ's sacrificial love for his church. And in order to do that, We must die to self every day of our lives so Christ may live in and through us. To help us in this mission, we'd like to share excerpts from an article written by Tracy Munsil, featured in Arizona Citizen magazine in March of 2008. In it, we found God-given wisdom shared by Travis Turner to help us build marriages that are good. But as Travis says, good marriages don't just happen. And we agree. One starting point in a good marriage is spending time together, said Tanner. That sounds simple enough, a date night here and there, an occasional movie. But by that he means at least 30 minutes a day, giving undivided attention to your spouse just to maintain your marriage relationship. More time is needed if you're in the process of building or repairing your marriage. It has to be prioritized and specific. If it's not, you just won't get the time you need. That means scheduled time with the TV turned off, the kids in bed, no telephone, all distractions eliminated, one-on-one time of real communication with your spouse. It's very difficult to do in our culture. Yet, if we don't spend the time growing and cultivating the marriage, it causes disharmony and hurt. All of us are changing and we need to take the time and make the time to grow together. If we don't get that time, we pay a huge price. We lose connection with our spouse. Turner, a former football quarterback for the University of Nebraska, has been involved in the Life Partners ministry with his wife Carol for 13 years. After problems in their marriage surfaced while he was serving full-time in pastoral ministry, he finds that one of the pitfalls common to Christian marriage is husbands and wives confusing spiritual busyness with genuine spirituality. We spend a lot of time doing rather than being like Christ, he said. We go to church and do this and do that in ministry and try to measure our spirituality by those things rather than allowing the fruits of the Spirit to be the evidence of our spirituality. Our marriage becomes a byproduct of what's going on in our lives spiritually, he said. If we experience joy in our spiritual life, we'll see joy in our marriage. Too often we're busy doing spiritual things, but we don't experience a spirit of contentment over our role in God's economy, in what God has called us to do. In addition to spending scheduled uninterrupted time together daily, Tanner offers advice specific to husbands and wives. First, he suggests that husbands get in the habit of praising their wives on an ongoing daily basis. Men need to learn to recognize positive character traits on a regular basis and to learn to build up their wives. We need to tell them how valuable and special they are. He said, We need to make our wives feel appreciated and confident, like Christ would do. But are we willing to sacrifice the time, thought and effort it takes to do this? As for the wife, according to Turner, she needs to be honest with her husband and tell him how he's affecting her and the kids. This is very difficult for the wife to do. She has to be willing to risk herself with her husband, giving input about his diet, about his tone of voice with the kids, about his space of life or work habits, about everything. We want to add a note that seems appropriate here. It's important for the wife to realize that she's not just to give input in any old manner possible, but to give it in a Christ-honoring, respectful way. The Bible tells us to speak the truth in love. It also says that a soft answer turns away wrath. And this is especially true when discussing something that could be interpreted as nagging. Don't just blot out what's on your mind. Be careful and prayerful in how you deliver it so it can be received as graciously as it is given. Travis goes on to say, Only the wife can say, I would rather live with less finances and more of you. That's really hard to do and I don't envy having to be a wife. Turner suggests that the husband can make his wife's job easier by being willing to hear what she has to say. I can, make it for you. I can make it easier for my wife if I'm concerned about my attitudes, about being Christ-like and being teachable, than getting defensive. Turner argues that an equally serious threat in the Christian community as legal divorce is emotional divorce, which happens when the spouses in a marriage are disconnected from one another. Their marriage looks real good from the outside because they're no longer affecting each other. He explained, you don't know what their marriage relationship is like until you get real close. But the warning signs are clear, including putting personal activities, friends or church involvement before the needs of the spouse. When in a state of emotional divorce, couples experience a significant distance between them that undermines the closeness of their relationship. At the point of emotional divorce, The couple needs to recognize their situation and begin taking steps to renew closeness and connection in their relationship. Travis made an excellent point when he talked about taking the time to communicate, giving each other our undivided attention. It has to be prioritized and specific, as he points out. We need to be proactive in making the time to build one another up. We made the time to communicate with each other in relationship-building ways before marriage or we wouldn't have fallen in love and gotten married in the first place. And now we need to make the time to communicate every day so we continue to grow together in this ever-changing world we live in. The enemy of our faith is a stealer and a robber. If he can get us so busy that we're sidetracked from spending specific relationship building time with each other, he has succeeded in robbing us from having the loving relationship God wants us to have. We need to be still and let God be Lord of our time and energies so we're not robbing our marriage of the time that we need to invest into it. If we do so, he will guide us so we lovingly build each other up instead of tearing each other down. If you find yourselves emotionally divorced in how you communicate with each other, ask God for the wisdom and insight you'd need to turn this situation around. As promised in the Bible, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives graciously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. That's found in James chapter 1 verse 5. We pray that together because of Christ, we will grow up together in him so our marriages truly reflect the love of God to everyone we are with. This material is provided by Marriage Missions International. Until next time, God bless you.
0: We appreciate those who have given us their thoughts concerning this program. We are here just for you. For those who have never communicated to us, you can start today by writing to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 42276, 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also email us at awr.nairobi at ek.adventist.org. Here's a song, Soon Will Come, by Ziwani Church Choir.
1: Draw with sorrow. When the nations often we can have faith. But we'll never shine sorrow in heaven. God be with you till we meet again. If we'll never meet the side of heaven as we struggle through we this struggle in place, somewhere, in, somewhere heaven, in heaven, by the sky, sky of the, the river, sky of river of night, where the charming oh, roses bloom Full sweet by and by, it will never meet again we inside we of his as he struggles to his mind and destroy. There's another missing place somewhere in him, by the side of.
0: I hope that you've been looking forward to the Bible segment. Join me as I welcome Pastor Stanton with a
3: Hello, and a very warm welcome. Today, we are at the feet of Jesus and it is our prayer that he will strengthen us and enlighten us as we are motivated through his word. Today, we're going to look at a very interesting topic. I have captioned it, watching with Jesus. You see, most often as Christians, we tend to watch for Jesus instead of watching with Jesus. We wait for him. We pray and keep quiet and go about our daily basis. Our daily things and wait for jesus to speak to us we watch for jesus watching waiting to see what christ will actually do how he's going to deliver us we watch to see how he's going to deliver our our sick brother or our sick sister or someone who has fallen we watch to see the works of of jesus but jesus have told us that we ought to watch with him in matthew Chapter 26, when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, he told his disciples to stay here and watch with me as I go on the other side to pray. Jesus even took Peter, James, and John alongside with him so that they all can watch with him closely. Jesus asked his disciples to watch with him. But we today tend to, even the disciples themselves, they did not even understood what Jesus was actually saying. Instead, they all slumbered and slept. They forsook Jesus and left him alone. And how can we possibly watch with someone who is so incomprehensible? How are we going to understand Jesus significantly to be able to watch with him, even in his Gethsemane uh, scenario? The disciples who love Jesus Christ to the limit of their even even their natural capacity as a disciple, but they did not fully understood what Jesus was talking about. They did not fully understood the purpose of Jesus, even up to the, the incident in, in Gethsemane. In the garden of Gethsemane, they f- slept as a result of their own sorrow. And at the end of the three years of the close walk with Jesus Christ, my dear friend, these disciples, the most immediate ones who had closer relationship with Jesus, they all forsook him. They left him and they fled. According to Matthew chapter 26, verse 56. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, these same disciples who fled and forsook Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus told them to watch with him, these same Jesus, or these same disciples we see again in Acts chapter 2 verse 4 it says they were filled with the holy spirit they referred to the same people but something wonderful has happened between them between these two events our lord's death and resurrection and his ascension between this period the disciples learned a very great and significant lesson being able to wash and to wait alongside jesus these disciples were filled with the holy spirit our lord said you shall receive power When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That's Acts chapter 1 verse 8. This meant that they learned to watch with Jesus for the rest of their lives. Inasmuch as they didn't understand what Jesus was saying in the garden of Gethsemane. When he told them to watch along with him. Inasmuch as we today as Christians. We don't really understand what it really means to watch with Jesus. To look to him. To look up to him. So that he can be our guide Every step along the way, between the period of the Gethsemane and his ascension, did these disciples learn a very significant lesson that we also can be able to apply to our lives. When Jesus ascended, he left his Holy Spirit so that he can be able to be with us. He can be able to guide us and comfort us and lead us in the right direction. Thus, keeping us awake, watching with him walking with him, talking with him, eating with him, and living with him, knowing that Christ is in us through the presence of his Holy Spirit. My dear friend, today, are you watching with Jesus? Are you walking with Jesus? Are you talking with Jesus as you go about your daily busy? as you begin the new day, or as you tie down from a day? Have you talked with Jesus today? Have you walked with Jesus today? Have you interacted with Jesus today? Have you asked the opinion of Jesus today as you make decisions along your way? Christ is with us. He's in us. He's still with us, hoping that we can understand his ministry, his service for us today. May we learn to walk with Christ. May we learn to talk with him. May we learn to look up to him as the altar and finisher of our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity, that you can reassure us again that you are with us still. And as much as we feel lonely in this world that is full of sin and temptation, we know that you are with us and you want us to wash with you because you are in us through the presence of your Holy Spirit. Even if we have not invited you into our hearts, we pray this day, O God, that may you come and take your abode in our hearts, leading us, directing us, and strengthening us in every step along the way. Let your name be glorified. Let your will be done in our lives. we we'll love you, for we've prayed in Jesus' name, amen.
0: It has been nice having your company. In case you have any views, comments, or questions about the show, please send them to the producer, Adventist Soul Radio, PO Box 422 100 Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through awi at ek.adventis.org. Until next time, I've been a presenter, Samuel mangi.
1: Sasa mabusu kuna visho kuna pamba zuka ewe mwanadamu ni na fahari la chongo sasa mabau jokebu sindisi nikitambutu giza ya visho sasa mabona what you are job tutuku maji ni kasubu ya fahari kasubu ili onje ma Es un combo me wa combo Voglio venire, è un combo di wet che amparno a Armani, lasci tu dammi sublime e la sua divia forte,